Like, oh, good, it's time for my drama bonnet movie. Take me there, Eugene. It's very uncomfortable and wrong on pretty much every level. I gotta cleanse my brain from all the shit that Eugene makes me watch. Weird and very French, and it Brad Dorf's in it, so yay! Welcome to Earth. They're resurging. I'm not cutting this out. Carry on. No, not not this. Well, I don't care. Go die. Hey. I got whatever you want. Ah, uh, mine's not that funny. Ah, uh, go, go ahead if you got one. I, okay. I, I've been busy. I've been trying to think of one all day, and it's like nothing's come to me. Mine, I mean, I've, I'm juggling something, but it's dumb. It's, yeah. Okay, well, and if you don't like it, seriously, like, let's start and no. do okay. something else. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Hello, movie freaks. Nah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's your intro. <laughs> well, actually, let's just go with that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, crash and burn. Why Woo. not? <laughs> I'm Eric Warner. Yeah, I'm Eugene Weaver. I, I really, let's I want to at least try. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Take, take two. I promise I'll take, cut it all out. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the internet where, at the end of the day, for my co-host and I, it's game over, man. Game over. We have kids. I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> and I'm Eric Marner. And I'm not wrestling. I'm off kid duty for the rest of the evening. Yes, <laughs> I me too. I have so decreed it. <laughs> me too. Oh, man. They've been a handful today. Something about this summer weather just makes them all go nuts. I know. Ugh. They just turn into... Damien, just being outside in the sun too much, and then that's all for you, Damien. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) One more note here. So prepared. Anyway. How was your 4th of July? Happy Independence Day, you dirty, filthy colonist, you. Yeah. um, um, I worked and then came back, and wife and kids went to the fireworks, and I watched Alien Resurrection, and then went to bed. So happy July 4th. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And we had a, so. a bonfire and stuff and just watch them through the trees in our yard. While well, I have several beers with my father-in-law and then we just mosey straight in the house to bed. Oh, that's so nice. Well, straight in the house to put the kids to bed. Then I, you know, no, then it's my time. No fighting traffic, no nothing. Yeah. That's the way yeah. I can deal with it. Okay. Back in the day, before kids, you know, before kids, we would go to the best fireworks around here would be Orville. They were fantastic. But... A nightmare to get in, and then especially out of, and yeah, you know what? That's maybe it's we the did, old uh, man in me, but <laughs> maybe <laughs> we did Columbus <laughs> once, and it was it was a sweet show, and it was a lot of fun, a lot of walking. But then to immediately sit in traffic for like two hours, yeah, I know it, it's 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 god awful. I I can't do it. it. I mean, it'd be fine if I was, yeah, if we were like, had a hotel down there or something, and it's like, okay, let's just walk straight to a bar and hang out for a while and then go to the go to the hotel or something. That'd be fun, but eh. yeah. Happy 4th of July, I guess, as we yes. grumpy old men would rather sit at home and watch movies. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. and with that, let's move into the roulette, where we dig through the uh, gems of Netflix, the rough, and try and find the gems and bring mm-hmm. them to you. Uh, and tonight, you are in the pole position, sir. Last week, or last week, two weeks ago, it was The Giver up against uh, the Rabid Dogs remake. Yes? Yes. It was a remake? Okay. Yes. Uh, you get to go first. Tell us about Rabid Dogs. Okay. Uh, Rabid Dogs is, like you said, a remake 
of the classic Mario Bava 1970s uh, road movie. And the story is fairly simple. And this actually plays along fairly, fairly close to Bava's original, uh, which is a bank job goes horribly wrong. And then three criminals take a woman hostage and a father and child hostage in a car. And then it's all about just these kind of crazy road games to where cat and mouse type of thing and and the, the tensions rise in the car and there's some uh, you know alcohol is involved and so it, just things go from bad to worse to worse to worse and then uh, a great ending and this is a the French remake so this was made in France okay has a very French feel uh, versus the Italian which is cool versus the Italian 70s feel this is like a new slick French movie, and um, I'm going to just say right off the bat, this was a solid remake. Sweet. Uh, this this definitely gets a big thumbs up. I'm looking forward to watching it again, actually, because um, the only things that that really um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The only things that kind of took me out of the movie a little bit were the ch- the major changes to the Baba original, which uh, I was so focused on the Baba original. I think the next time I might even overlook some of the things that they did differently in this one more so because they, they, they kept the core story the same, but a couple plot points they changed up and I think that they're okay, but I just want, I need to watch it again. That's okay. And we talk, we talk a lot about, uh, with these remakes, it's fine to have a little bit of a different take. And in Mm -hmm. fact, I would prefer that because it's about keeping the soul of the original. You, you watch these shot for shot remakes like psycho or, uh, I, I'm sorry, listener, if if you watched Wrecker last week. I, I apologize, yeah. Judas Priest. That is a soulless piece of garbage. Awful, um, awful movie. But there's a fine example of how not to t- attempt to remake yeah. something like that. But that's cool. I mean, it's always good when it, it 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 keeps the soul of it, but adds something new, kind of, is what you're yes. saying? Yes. Okay. And, um, and this is obviously, if anybody out there listening has watched the original Rabbit Dogs, uh, there's a little bit of a spoiler here. I'm not going to say what happens, but I will say that that um, the plot points, especially the end, are intact, which gives it even more of a thumb up, the double thumbs up for me. And I love the fact that it does feel like a very slick new French movie versus the Italian. For some reason, it's not, it's not like it's an American-made movie. This very much feels French, and I think it's cool. And it's it's not over long. It's, uh, the, the score is so cool in this movie. They, the score really elevates this movie. It's not as hard hitting as Bava's, like the Bava's version is very much grindhousey and with the, the look and the feel. And this is a, a very modern high budget, or at least it seemed like a high budget, like, um, more of an actiony suspense drama and less, less on mean spirited. Not horror, because Rabid Dogs originally wasn't really a horror movie, but just it downplays a lot of the more mean-spiritedness of Bava's original. But I'm okay with that. It's still the core of the story is there, and it looks beautiful. The score is great. The acting is really good. I liked the – like, you're supposed to kind of, sort of, like everybody in the car. It it, 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 it is, It's hard it, for me to – I get what you're saying, It's but it's a bit of a surprise that it, in translating it in uh, to – a French viewpoint that it went lighter on some of that stuff. Yeah, it did. It honestly, I mean, it's, there's still some, some pretty graphic stuff, but the original was a very of its time. And, uh, this, it just wouldn't have, if this makes sense, this, it, some of the things that they do in the original 
don't really happen now and wouldn't make as much sense. I know what you're and talking I don't want to say what there's what what it is, but I know what you're talking about as far as like some newer some of the new wave really graphic hardcore French stuff. It, there's still some of the it's like some of that old school 70s stuff that wouldn't translate as well into this version, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yes, what you're saying is that in Baba's movie, there's a bunch of people just driving around going, honky, honky this, honky that. <laughs> <laughs> and it just don't work so well. It just does not <laughs> work. Groovy yeah. swinging, baby. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I do remember a, um, a forced urination scene. I kind of remember that in the original where I... Okay. <laughs> they, they do things to the girl in the car, and things go from very bad to extremely horribly worse in uh, the original Rabbit Dogs. And they they don't they downplay a lot of that. But um, I as as it was going, I'm like, please don't mess this up, please, because all they would have had to do was mess up the last ten minutes, and I would have given them I would have literally given the movie a thumbs down or a middling thumbs up just because of the technical merits of it. Mm-hmm. But nope, they stayed true and they followed through. Thumbs up. I'm looking forward to watching that. In fact, that's probably one I'll end up buying on Blu-ray. Cool. Well, I'll yeah, definitely so. keep it in the queue then. Uh, okay, The Giver. Uh, PG-13, a sci-fi movie starring Jeff Bridges, Meryl Streep, and somebody I've never seen before, Brenton Thwaites. I assume that's the main guy. It's the highest listed guy on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a future society without hardship or free choice, young Jonas discovers a powerful truth and becomes determined to expose it. Uh... <laughs> I'm of two minds on this movie, let me tell you. Uh, for the bulk of it, uh, at first I started off... Well, I started off with the first act kind of going, like, very skeptical. Come on, you know, you preteen movie. Let's see what you got. Impress yeah. me. And then through the second act, I was like, I'm genuinely enjoying this film. I It's not the newest thing or the most original idea I've ever seen. And before I get to the third act... It's kind of like <laughs> Equilibrium went to Pleasantville and had a one-night stand with Aeon Flux. Oh. There's a lot of black. Hmm. Most of this movie is black and white with a little hint of color here and there. And the more that Jonas gets his eyes opened, it, more things become color, a la Pleasantville. But it's like Equilibrium. Every day you got to take your shot walking out the door so that you can suppress all emotions. And they live in a contained society on a plateau-type mountaintoppy thing like Aeon Flux. Um, again, most of this movie I was in. It Then in the third act, it takes this turn where all of a sudden it got kind of ridiculous. And I'm not, I mean, the whole thing's ridiculous. Obviously, it's a sci-fi movie if you're going to nitpick. But I'll just I'll just tell you what it was right off the bat that started the, the sort of downward trend for me. It was at one point he takes his motorcycle and ramps it off this mountain cliff while holding a newborn, or not a newborn, but an infant, and lands it like half a mile away and 5,000 feet down. I don't know. It was so far and so long and so far down. It was like, you would be dead. You would just <laughs> die. Like, what? And then just rides and it's some dodgy CGI there. And no, and then for the rest of it, he's kind of on the lam a little bit. And there was some interesting bits along the way of, of that third act. But then at the very end, it's not a, it's not a whole film. It's not a complete story is the first act of a story. So it's setting up for sequels, you know, which uh. is fine. But the way that it ends, it ends in such a way that it's like, and now he's walking into a house that you never knew existed. And it's like, what, what, like what's, what's happening? What's going on? And then credits. I'm guessing okay. that movie did not do good enough to justify for a sequel. 
Um, I don't think it did well enough to justify one, but this is one of those teen things where they're probably going to make one anyway. Yeah. Um, the, the acting is all on point. Everybody is good. Even the young, uh, actors in it were good. Um, it's Jeff Bridges is always good, even though he's yeah. kind of getting goofy. Oh, I act like this now, and I always speak in this funny way. And it's, uh, all right, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> there there was some emotional impact to be had in, in the first half of this movie. I, I did enjoy a good portion of it, and so I'm not telling you to completely discount it. This might be a good one. For you and the messes, if you're uh-huh. in the mood for something like that, or, you know, I haven't watched Maze Runner yet, but something like that, or, uh, what's the other one? Um, Divergent, or whatever. No, well, that, or I was thinking, I want to say Catching Fire, Hunger Games. It, nah. I'll tell you what, I watched the first Hunger Games, I absolutely hated it. I didn't watch any more Hunger Games. I didn't absolutely hate this. I didn't care for the third act, I didn't, I, like I said, I don't think it's a complete story, but I would give a sequel a shot. Okay, cool. So, so I, did it feel like a big budget Hollywood movie? Uh, I would say rock solid. Again, in that Aeon Flux kind of okay. territory. I mean, so much, so much of the roulette movies that we watch, they don't feel like big budget theatrical movies. They feel like, is this is this a worthy roulette or is this a piece of junk? Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Okay. Um, cool. So, so basically, wait, we both, wait. Just finish crinkling your bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, two th- like mine gets a pretty big thumbs up, and yours gets a decent dish thumbs I'm, up. I'm middle of the road on it. Let's put it that okay. way. I, I definitely didn't hate it though. Um. Okay. Uh. You sell me your next round of movies. Okay. <clears throat> First up for you, my notes out here is. Um. Oh, and by the way, uh, about the roulette, um, uh, I will be reviewing one of the other movies that you threw my way. Later on in this episode. Good. Looking forward to it. Having said that. uh, First up is a movie called Upstream Color. And the reason I picked this movie for you is from 2013. And it is from from director Shane Carruth. I believe is how you pronounce his name. And uh, this guy. um, Primer. Primer, yes. Now, I'm looking here. Did he direct Primer? Yes. Yes, he directed Primer. Now, interestingly enough, I'm seeing here that he was a composer. He he has a he acted in uh, Swiss Army Man. So he's the coroner in Swiss Army Man, which I just watched, and which we actually have right now playing at uh, the Nightlight Cinema. Nice. So I think that's kind of interesting. So, but I know that you're really a really big fan of Primer, so I want to throw this on there. It's an hour and a half. I'm a huge fan of Primer, and yeah. this has been in my queue forever. I just haven't quite got around to pushing play, because I hear it's, like, weird, and there's something to do with science and pigs or something. I was like, what? Yes, what? yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. A man and a woman are drawn together, entangled in the life cycle of an ageless, ageless organism. Identity becomes an illusion as they struggle to assemble the loose fragments of a uh, wrecked, of their wrecked lives. And uh, next up is Terminus, and this is a gamble. This is a roulette. Yes, aren't they all gambles? Uh, Terminus is another hour and a half long movie, science fiction, cool cover, I must say. Uh, following a near fatal accident, David Chamberlain makes an unprecedented discovery that will only will not only determine the fate of his family but of mankind. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so yeah, um, uh, 
It's, it was actually it's not, shot it's in very. It's not Terminator. That's what the title could have been. Not yes. Terminator. Yeah, yeah. It's it, but now this is cool. It was shot in uh, South Wales. So, hmm. so cool. it was an Australian movie. Yeah. Okay, and last but not least is Spotlight, which was the winner of Best Picture of the Year at the Oscars from 2015. Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, all that good stuff. I'm not going to get into the details of the movie because if you're listening to this show, you probably know what Spotlight is about. So there you go. I know it's a longer movie, but it's that's probably the surefire. Like, that's probably a good one. And that honestly probably shouldn't be on the roulette, but it's long enough to where I'm like, eh, I don't really want to watch it. Uh, let's see what you I know. was going to throw you Terminus and Spotlight this week, but you beat me to the punch. So. <laughs> Literally by minutes. Like yeah. A couple minutes. Literally typing Terminus. And it was yeah. like, <laughs> new post. Eugene. Oh, oh good. Great. <laughs> that's all right. Netflix has been adding enough good shit that it's going to be yeah. it's easy right now because we're not picking garbage, hopefully, but at least there's enough uh, surefire stuff that you can add in there that if you take the garbage, it's on you anyway. Yes. Speaking of garbage that you'll be taking, the first up, <laughs> the girl in the photographs. Uh, an insufferable photographer, his entourage, and a grocery store clerk become the targets of serial killers who take pictures of their gory handiwork, starring Cal Penn. So that's interesting. That's a yeah, name. That's very interesting. That's a name. Yep. And that is probably about the diciest one on uh, my roulette this week. Next up is Beaver Trilogy Part 4, a movie that I thought for sure was a uh, faux documentary, like a comedy documentary. It was just a fake thing because it's narrated by um, Bill Hader. I believe that's who it was because my Netflix is not working again. Um, uh, and that, so I went and watched the trailer for it just to make sure. And then I was like, oh, damn, that might almost be too good for <laughs> a roulette yeah. because it looks awesome. It's about uh, this, it was kind of vague, but a, a long lost movie that he recreated not once, but twice. I, if I was Sean yeah. Penn and uh, Crispin Glover. And yeah. then the trailer's nuts. At only one minute, I'm like, whoa, okay. And neither of those, none of those ever saw the light of day. That's why it's the trilogy. And now they're, this is the part four where they do a documentary about this unreleased movie. Uh, lastly is Thebe, T-H-E-E-B. A ten-year-old Bedouin orphan uh, embarks on a treacherous journey to guide a British soldier through inhospitable desert, past mercenaries and renegades. And I believe it's set during World War I. Uh, 101 minutes, but uh, that's a pretty surefire. That's probably going to be a very well-made movie, I would guess. Yes, agreed. Looks like it anyway. Yeah. Okay. There you have it, sir. Okay, and I will say that that girl in the photographs, I believe that that was the last uh, pr- produced movie by Wes Craven. So, Oh, wow. That's one of his last hands-on type of, of uh, things. Anyway, that's it. Okay, so uh, for you, what, you're up first. Okay, so um, honestly, like that that is a tough choice because my immediate reaction is go with the horror movie. Uh, but then Thebe sounds really, really good. And that's, I, I like you said, I'm sure that's going to look great and it's probably going to be a really good movie. But then that Beaver trilogy. <laughs> I, I, I threw the hook out there like, you should watch the trailer for that because I knew as soon as you did, the roulette's over. Yeah, and it is. It is that's what I'm taking. I mean, that's all me. I mean, Crispin Glover and Chris and, and uh, Sean Penn. Sean Penn and just weirdness. And, and I'm like, yeah. Having said that, that girl in the photographs, 
while it looks a bit like I watched the trailer, it looks a bit like a '90s slasher. All I know what you did last summer. It just it has that kind of that feel. I'll probably end up watching that. Honestly, I will. I like Cal Penn, and if Wes Craven's name was attached to it, just out of just to see what he was like, one of his last things that he was involved in. I'm going to check that out too. But uh, Beaver Trilogy is the official Eugene Roulette thing. All right. I actually didn't go watch the trailer for the girl in the photographs because between the cover, the synopsis, and Cal Penn, I was like, you've hit like two out of three of my criteria for a roulette, so I, yeah. I feel fine throwing that out there. And for me, it's going to be upstream color without a shadow of a doubt. I can't even tell you how many times I sit down and, oh, I need to watch that, but <laughs> yeah, this, and so I watch something else because I hear it's really weird and a little arty and whatever. Um, so this is the absolute kick in the pants I needed to get it done. I adore Primer. That is probably my favorite time travel movie ever because he made that movie for like $7,000. And I yeah. think it's brilliant. Absolutely genius. If you watched it once and you're like, oh, that was good, but it was very confusing. I didn't understand it. Watch it about two or three or four or five more times. I feel like I understand it more every single time. I get a little closer to putting all yeah. the puzzle pieces together. It's a fantastic film. I gotta say, I'm pretty impressed with our list of like there was no outright like, oh my lord, you actually put that on the roulette. I mean, Terminus. That's the longest that, shot, but that's we, the longest shot. So yeah. is color in the and the or the girl in the photographs, whatever yeah. the hell. That's that's we we this is we've got into a nice little balance here where we throw. One long shot, one middle of the road, and then one yep. solid. That way it's, it's you know, you're on your own with whatever you pick. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, uh, since we did commentary last week, we're not doing a rabbit trail this week. Although, next episode, we're going to be doing a rabbit trail on our favorite character actors. So be compiling your list, sir. I've been working okay. on it. Uh, and it's already getting ridiculous. <laughs> Um, cause there's a lot of character actors I like. Uh, oh yeah, me so too. we are just going to be doing a big review show tonight and we have a boatload of time, but, uh, I've got a lot of stuff that you get checked off my list and I'm sure you do too. Uh, oh, yeah. you get to go first. Take, take us away there, sir. What do you, what have you been watching? Okay. Well, you know, it's weird having, uh, having a week long break in between uh, the, uh, recently watched because there's so many here. I'm like, you know, I almost forget, like, I have my notes on what I want to talk about, but I, like, Greasy Strangler is still in here, and I'm like, we talked about Greasy Strangler, and I'm pretty sure we talked about Jaws, the Revenge, and Jaws 2 and Jaws 3, right? I think 2 and 3, I don't think we talked about the Revenge. Okay, I'll save that for... Did you post for, a review today? Um, oh shit, today yes. is Tuesday. Oh, right! Uh, today was Monday in Eugene's brain. Yeah, so it wasn't mine as well. That's fine. That's fine. We'll go Wednesday, Friday this week. <laughs> okay, so you, the you, the listener, unless Eric cuts it out, we're going to hear me making a uh, memo to Siri right now. Uh, <clears throat> that's okay. Here we go. Remind me tomorrow morning at nine a.m. to post my review of the shitty review of Jaws: The Revenge. Thank you. Okay, I'll remind you. Wow. <laughs> okay. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Or actually, by the time this comes out, It'll time travel. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm not cutting this out. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about. Um, uh, well, right off the bat, before we get going here, um, the other roulette that you teased because you teased that two episodes ago. So let tackle that one right up front. Okay. Good. Yeah. 
I'll take care of that one. Okay, so I watched the uh, I Am Thor documentary. There we go. Okay, and um, you know those documentaries that that you, they start out like, yeah, this is cool. And as you go on, you're like, this is going to just be depressing by the end uh, because it's dealing with an almost could have been, has been nothing. And I'm like, about halfway through, I'm like, yeah, this is going to end bad. <laughs> or this is going to end on a sad note. Or, or at least trying to not poke fun at this poor individual, but still at the same time unwittingly poking fun at this poor individual. Aronofsky's yeah. The Wrestler, that's the real life version? Yes, pretty much. It's... Uh, wow. You should check this out. It's Oh, after nuts. that glowing review, yeah, let me run to my Netflix and cue that bad <laughs> bitch up. It, it, it is really good, but it it's this big, chiseled bodybuilder type dude from the 70s that was like this new metal god and he would you know bend steel and whatever and through some bad business decisions and bad choices of friends and whatnot and producers and managers and whatever things go downhill fast for him and then the rest of his life is spent on the rebound like now is my reunion tour or whatever and it's comeback and always with the comeback there's new people in his band and he gets Bigger and bigger and I hate to say this, just like oh, <laughs> he gets he goes blind in one eye, and you're like, dude, you make a better Santa Claus than uh, I am Thor, and it, it just gets it gets sad by the end. It a, it, a little bit like the uh, the movie, uh, the documentary that you, we watched about the guy that made Troll Two. Oh yeah, yeah. By the end, you're like, okay, now it's not laughing with, it's laughing at. <laughs> so, jeez. Eh, anyway, uh, but it just—you can tell he has a lot of heart. Like, yeah, I want to succeed, but just not quite the brains to get there, or maybe just not the popularity. I mean, it's a hard thing to break into, the, you know, this kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't want to say brains. It's—it's it's hard to say. It's—it's it's a hard movie to review, honestly, because I feel—I feel bad for the guy because it's like his life has just been. Trying and failing. <laughs> oh, that stinks. So, but yeah, anyway. as far as uh, yeah, I, I think I can go ahead and pass on that one. You're the yeah. wrestler metal fan. I'm just the uh, wrestling no. <laughs> yeah, and this yeah. It's, anyway, okay, okay. Uh, first one I want to get off my list is the 25th anniversary edition Blu-ray of Ghost in the Shell. We have been talking about. Ah, this for a while because of uh, my love of the movie, but not being able to get it on uh, HD without it being that damn 2.0 version. And I am going to sit down at some point and watch that 2.0 version because I found some Roku channels that have it. No, oh, cool. I'm not going to okay. buy, buy it but unless I would happen to fall in love with it, which I don't see that happening. Um, the only thing that the 2.0 Blu-ray has over this one is that it has the 7.1 soundtrack, whereas the 25th anniversary just has the 5.1. Okay, but it's it's an animated film, you know. All the all the sound and everything, it's all in made up in a computer, or you know what I mean. It's not the same as Raiders of the Lost Ark, where they're filming outside, and you know, does that make sense? It's like it, yeah. they're all doing this stuff in a computer anyway. So the sound is the five one was sounded great. the The visuals were as good as they could be at this stage of life. It's an animated film from I mean the nineties, I believe. Um, 
I don't have the dates right in front of me, but it was the same story with when I got Akira on Blu-ray and I was like doing fucking backflips. And then, yeah. I, then I watch it and it's like, it's still got some grain in there, you know, in the visuals, but it's like, you got a cartoon from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You know, there's only so much that you can do with, with this kind of stuff. You can't, you know, run them through the same kind of cleaning filters that you do for live action stuff. At least that sure doesn't seem that way. Yeah. Uh, so, but that stuff doesn't bother me too much. I, I like a little bit of the grit in there. That's fine. It looked great. It sounded great. It was a wonderful journey. Again, I'm shocked that things 90 minutes because I always seem to recall it being longer. Um, but it's not. It, and it's, it's a fantastic movie. The score, again, is just amazing. I still love this movie to death. I can't wait to watch the sequel again. I haven't watched it in forever. I'm going to, pop that in. I was hoping to have it done by tonight, but I didn't get around to it. Um, but that, that will be coming up uh, in short order. Do I, do I recommend you rewatch it? No, it's not. It's. I mean, there's half the scenes in the movie you'd really love. The other half, just, they're just not up your alley. And that's fine. Yeah. It's not a... Uh, a lot of people wouldn't enjoy that, you know? You have to be a certain kind of fan of anime to really get into it, I think. Yeah. Hey, and it's the same with me and... and certain horror movies of yesteryear. I I can turn a blind eye to certain things in those movies that it's like, you know, it's not for everybody, but it's for me. Well, know? I'm not saying it's a fault. I'm just saying that yeah. when you watch an anime, you have a certain expectation of yeah. the pacing and whatnot, and this is not that. This is something yeah. different. And I'll, I mean, it took me a, several viewings to come around on, even to that point of view. But a, as it is, I'm so thrilled to have that on my shelf, right? That and Akira on Blu-ray. I have that and Akira on Blu-ray. Yeah. Mind blown. I love it. That's <laughs> fantastic. Okay. Excellent. Back over to you. Okay. Next up, I'm going to talk briefly about Crimson Peak. And uh, do you remember, did I, did we talk about this movie already? Because I have, this is second viewing for me. Um, I believe I watched this already. I I did. If, I know I did. I, if we did, I man, I don't really remember. I, I'm sure we. if you did, you talked about it on the show, but... I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, you were yeah. watching it and you're like, damn it, you're going to watch this. And I was like, what? Yeah. You're wa I didn't even know you liked it. I'm like, that's cool. I'll watch it. Yeah. This is the second viewing. And I'm gonna, I'll just touch on it briefly uh, because I actually jumped up a half a point uh, on this movie. I went from four stars to 4.5 stars. This is a fantastic movie. And maybe it was just because it's it. I watched it with the right frame of mind uh, and just soaked in the beauty of this movie and uh, Guillermo del Toro's uh, his art on screen. That's what it was. And the actors, Jessica Chastain, Tom Hiddleston, uh, Mia Wazakowska, everybody was great. And the, the story was great. And I, it's two hours long. And I think a lot of people probably found it a bit boring, but I loved it. It honestly, it reminded me of a hammer movie. And that's probably why I liked it so much. It was it felt a bit like a Hammer movie with some ghosts that honestly could have probably almost been excised from the movie and not even been in the movie, and it would have been it would have still been a good movie. Now it's just like, funny that you were excising ghosts. That's all. Oh, of course, yeah. You see, see what they did there? No, perfect but turn of phrase. Yeah, it, it, you got to see this movie, and I, you may not like it as much as uh, as much as I did, but I think that you would appreciate just how beautiful the movie looks and. Man, I I love the movie. I loved that movie. That probably would have been in my top ten of last year, had I seen it last year. I'll watch it. As I recall, it had uh, middling reviews, mixed reviews. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I don't. I didn't very middling. Reviews, I didn't think yeah. it got overly hated or overly loved, but I, I wasn't turned off by anything except that it was ghosts once again because I'm kind of sick of ghosts. Yeah, but other it's, other it's, than that, it's, I, it's, I was totally planning on watching it. I just uh, you know I'll wait till Eugene more, buys it and then I'll borrow it from him. Yeah, I've got it on Blu-ray now, but it's much more of a drama period piece, suspense, and at the very end, and horror. It's not a it's not a horror movie. And I think that a lot of people went in, and the trailers kind of sold it as, oh, this is going to be a really scary ghost movie. Yeah, it's got some scary parts, but it's it's not that. But it works for me, man. I had big thumbs up. Good movie. Very good movie. Cool. Well, I look forward to watching it. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm going to do a little bit of a bigger section here, because I've got three movies you recommended to me, and I watched them all. So let's hmm. go right down the chain. Uh, the Burbs. Oh, nice. Starring Tom okay. Hanks. This was my very first uh, watch. Directed by Joe Dante. Joe Dante. I yeah. was listening to uh, Mark Maron's podcast today, and it was Joe Dante and John Carpenter. That was a pretty good episode. Not not too bad. But, uh, the Burbs, anyway. Once again, uh, you can totally tell Dante's style is just all over this thing. And that, that's a good thing. Good movie. I give it a th- definitely a thumbs up. Um, I'm not going to say I'm blown away by it or anything, but it, it, I had ton of fun watching it, and I'm sure I'll watch it again. That would equivalent uh, to about a DVD on my shelf. I'll, I'll, I'll pick that up. Did you like uh, Bruce Dern's character in it? Oh, I yeah. thought he was funny for some reason. Yeah, he's fantastic. He was, he was hilarious. Yeah. He always is. Yeah. Great character actor. Oh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up is, I'm not, I mean, what else am I going to say about the burbs? It's everybody yeah. and their brother's seen it except me. Uh, Creep. This was another Netflix, well, a Ooh. little bit of a horror tear here. Uh, yeah, this was a couple of roulettes that you watched and said yes to. Uh, what the hell was that guy's name? Mark Duplass. Oh, that Mark movie Duplass. creeped me out. Um, yes. Oh, that movie was uncomfortable for me. The whole movie was uncomfortable, and it was creepy. And it's it's the guy's a creep. It's yes, it's creep. Um, good movie, yes. But there are a couple of points along the way. A, a fast, fantastic way to make a movie while uh monitoring your low budget. I, you know what I mean? I give it huge props for that. Um, uh, there were a couple of points along the way where it's like, are you an idiot? Because, uh, I know at this point, yep, this, this is the point where you just leave. Um, yep. but that, that aside, it was still a good movie. Uh, the ending was about as predictable as you can get. Um, I loved that ending though. It was that great. Was so Even though cool. you knew it was coming, it was like, okay, yeah, you knew it was coming. bring it on. And then eh, thunk. Yeah, but the the mask scene in the house that was that was good. I liked that. There were some good scares, and this this is a, a perfect example of how you use a limited budget for if you're gonna make a horror Agreed. film. I mean, give me a break. What do you think this thing costs? You could make a movie like this for a couple of grand. Hey, seriously, you could. That that was just a high def camera and pretty good actors. Yeah. The end. That was it. Couple no of, special couple effects. Couple of guys and well written, well yeah. well acted. That's it. But man, that was un- oh, it was uncomfortable. I need to watch that movie again. <laughs> See, I give it a thumbs up, and that's probably a one and done for me. Okay, I enjoyed it, but it's like, uh, and I'll tell other people to watch it. Like, especially aspiring filmmakers, this is what you do with your money. Uh, much like Primer, if you're gonna, if you're a sci-fi crazy or you're horror crazy, whichever, I'd point them to these two films. And then, lastly, for this round, uh, the canal. I watched this movie. Uh, oh, you here's another good one. I thought. Yeah. Is that the, is that like a British movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's a British movie that rips off about a thousand other movies, and like Sinister, I think, kind of it felt a bit. The Ring. It did the Ring. It had the girl coming out of the screen. Literally mm-hmm. redid the Ring. 
Um, biggest problem with this movie, though, is from the get-go, you're like, is he nuts? Or not nuts? I suspect him. I don't have any sympathy for him, because I think he's going to end up being bad, and spoiler, duh, are you an idiot? Uh, and, and and when they give you that information, I pause it, and it's like, still got 40 minutes left. Great. Sweet. Uh, and then... It's been a while since I've seen that one, by the no, way. Let me finish. It was... Then there were some there were good scares in this movie along the way, but it's sort of like, well, I've seen that before. I've seen that, but I saw the ring. I see, I, I get it. You're maybe um, multi personality disorder or some shit. Uh, maybe not. You're jealous lover. I, yeah, okay. Uh, I wonder where this is gonna go. And then they throw the kid in third act, where the kid is in so much peril. And once again, being a dad, I'm like, fuck this movie. At this at that point. Because okay. I'm, I'm like, now you're just trying to be shock value because everybody's freaking out. Just thinking about it right now, I start sweating, uh, thinking about this, <laughs> this kid that he's running through sewers with and shit, but trying to look at it through a not parental prism, I'll give it a pass. I'm not going to rail it to death and I'm not going to love on it. It's okay. It, it is, it does do some very cliche things. It does rip off a lot of movies. But it also does some very unique things, and it also has some very frickin' scary moments in it. Yeah, it does. I remember that. But overall, no, I'm not going to watch that again. But I thank God they saved the kid at the end, because I was like, if the kid dies, then seriously F this movie. Yeah. I'm not spoiling anything. Just those of you that will care, uh, (laughs) the kid makes it. So that's it who was a, a pretty much non-entity throughout most of the movie. They just, you know, tagged him up at the end to like, oh, now extra peril. Yeah. For the crazy man. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do get, re- much like the ghost thing that I'm sick of, I do get real tired of the jaded lover, I'm going to kill you bit. Because it's like, you're psychotic. These people that, oh, I just found out that my wife has been cheating on me for a year. I'm going to murder her. <sighs> I, Man, I don't remember this movie. I, I remember bits and pieces, but I okay. I remember a kid in it and some scary parts and, and he's, enjoying he's it for what it was. Constantly filming things with that camera. He's got to rotate the arm on. He goes to different spots and sets it up and films stuff. And then he sees ghosts mm. and then he kills the woman that's nice to him because he sees ghosts and and she doesn't. And then he which I uh, <laughs> I get I get a little tired of the yeah, the. First of all, the jaded lover, and second of all, the I'm not crazy, there are ghosts messing with me. And then you find out, no, no, he's crazy. And then you find out, no, no, there was ghosts. It's like, I've seen this premise a thousand yeah. fucking times, man. So ghosts. Whee! Almost again. Yep. Yeah. Hey. But it did definitely, it definitely had some creepy parts. I see why you dig it. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, it wasn't god-awful, but just very predictable. Well, it shows how much I dig it, though. I barely remember the movie, but I do remember thinking I didn't hate that movie. In fact, I probably enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. <laughs> now, Creep, I will say this, Creep, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I really liked that movie, and it, no pun intended, it did creep me out. That movie was very unsettling. No, that is the perfect title for that movie, because everything yeah, it in it is. is creepy. It's just kind yeah. of off-putting. I, I do agree with you, and I think that's a good point that you make is that is a good calling card for bigger and better things, I would imagine, for all involved. Because it is a very, very small movie, but 
I mean, seriously, that movie could not have cost that much to make. And you know, every time I say that, every time I think it's going to be a primer scenario or a, I don't know, what are they, a, a, a clerk scenario, then I go look it up. And it's like, oh, that cost five million dollars. Like, where, yeah. where did that money go? <laughs> yeah, I'll look it up. Go ahead, carry on. Uh, your right. turn. Okay, do you want a new movie, a, a, a positive new movie, or a positive old school movie review? I'm gonna look um, this up to you. Give me the give me the year ballpark. Um, for the new one, it would be 2015, I believe, and the old one would be 1972. Hmm. Well, okay. What's the title on 2015? Whiplash. Yes. Give me that. I want that. Okay. Whiplash. So uh, my coworker at the Nightlight, we got to talking, and this movie got brought up. And he was like, oh, I've got that on Blu-ray. And I'm like, I've never seen that. He's like, oh, I'll let you borrow it. Okay. And this is one where I'm I'm actually surprised that I've never watched it because I like J.K. Simmons and he won an Oscar, a uh, supporting, uh, supporting actor Oscar for this. And it got all sorts of accolades. And I, I remember uh, listening to our friends over at Cinema Psychics, them gushing about this movie. I can't wait to uh, see it. The trailer is amazing. It is, and and I'm like you know, I'm like you know what? I've never seen that, and this was one that that uh, it did good or goodish, and it it no one seems to dislike it. So I borrowed the movie from this guy and watched it, and I'm happy to report that is a good movie. Uh, acting is spot on. Even Miles Teller, which I'm not the biggest Miles Teller fan, uh, he did really really good in this, but. Honestly, J.K. Simmons steals the show. He is, uh, honestly, he reminds me of uh, Arlie Ermey from uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, and, and I'm not, I'm not even trying. I'm not even like oh, that's what, exaggerating. That's what the trailer was like too. Yeah, that is this movie, except in uh, college band class or whatever you want to call it. But uh, this is another movie where I, I think that I would have came out of the movie with a different opinion had the end not gone the way it did, but the end went exactly the way I wanted it to. And so often movies uh, movies will go and just screw the pooch. In the last 15 minutes, it's like, you've got a good movie here, and then... Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. <laughs> no, not, not this. Yeah. By the time the credits rolled on this, I'm like, um, yes, this is awesome. So, <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I mean, and I can't... I don't, I mean, I, I know the movie's been out now for over a year. I don't want to spoil anything, but that last 10, 15 minutes were as action packed and as uh, exciting as a big budget action movie. And we're talking about drums in a jazz band <laughs> on stage. That's awesome. The end. Yeah, that's so, great. Yeah. yeah. There's no chance you're not going to like this movie. I'm just curious as to what you think of Miles Teller in the movie because it feels like watching that movie. That that's probably the way Miles Teller is in real life. It's like I like Miles I, Teller though. Oh, do yeah, you? I do like him. So that that, that I'm good to go. Okay, all right. Well, it's it's um yeah, good movie. <laughs> I've got it on. By the way, he uh, he actually let me have his voodoo code, so I have it on my voodoo. If oh, you're interested, sweet. Uh, well, look for my review next week, probably. <laughs> I want to watch <laughs> there, that. There you go, because it's on. I've got it on my voodoo, awesome. so it's all yours if you want to watch it. Yeah. And yes, that movie, I do believe that that should have been... Was that nominated for Best Picture of the Year? I believe so. I could be wrong, but... I okay, because so. if it wasn't, it should have been. In fact, I would have put that one 
easily above Bridge of Spies, which was good, but not best picture of the year. What was the title of this that again? Whiplash. Whiplash. I can never remember. I, I always think that drum movie. I gotta watch that drum movie. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not sure if, um, if you're one of your, uh, old bandmates from, from, uh, Exiled and listens to this show, but if he does, if he does, he should check out Whiplash because I have a feeling that he would really like it. Cool. Uh, I will definitely, uh, send him your, <laughs> your review. <laughs> okay. Um, you want to go ahead and give me the 70s one since I just did like three in a row and we got tons of time and I'm, my, my list is getting whittled down pretty quick here. Okay, yeah. Give me the 70s um, ones. Okay, so I, uh, well, I actually have two sets of 70s movies. Surprise! No, no way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the slightly horror versions uh, movies just because it, um, I, I feel like I should talk about this on my own show, but I, I really want to sell these movies to you. And that is Lucio Fulci's Don't Torture a Duckling. I watched this one again. And this is the second uh, one of his Giallo movies from the 70s. His first one is A Lizard in a Woman's Skin from 1971. The second one is Don't Torture a Duckling, 72. And then the last one is The Psychic from, I believe, 1976 or 77. And uh, this one is easily, easily, at least for me, his best uh, Giallo. And that's... I mean, that's really throwing that word out there. It's hardly a Jalo. All three of these are really uh, anomalies of that subgenre of Italian cinema. This is more of a... Man, it's, it, these are such hard movies to describe because they're not the classic black glove killer type Italian movies from the 70s. They may or may not have some supernatural elements and there are a lot more slow paced and all about story and the very slow build up to what really is going on. And I love that, especially don't torture a duckling. Uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about don't torture a duckling. What kind of run, oh man. what kind of runtime are we dealing with here? Uh, that one is an hour and 50 minutes okay. and it is, that's acceptable. It is so good. It's so good. Easily his best of those three. Although lizard in a woman's skin is, it's cool in a very, 60s swinging sort of way. <laughs> um, and the, 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 even that one, the storyline is so good. Things, I'm so curious what you think of the psychic. I actually finished the psychic again for the third time today. And I have a feeling that you might like it actually more than I did. It's such a hard movie to follow. Like it is, it's so hard to follow. But you seem to get those movies more than I do for some reason. Like you're able to follow what's going on more than I do. I sometimes, but with Fulci though, you, you come to expect a degree of, and you're not going to follow this shit because it's, you're making it up as you go along and you know, house. By yeah. The cause that one there, and, I'm like, like, yeah, I've, and I've seen it three times and I'm like, Oh no, what is going on? And, and this is supposedly Quentin Tarantino's favorite Lucio Fulci movie. And it looks and sounds great. And the acting is good. And, it wraps itself up really nicely, but it's still at the end of the day. I'm like, ah, it's there is, it's just too obtuse for me. I love QT to death, but his favorite this or his favorite that does, yeah. doesn't necessarily mean a lot <laughs> because sometimes he likes movies that I'm like, what? And then other yeah. times he likes movies where I'm like, yes, this him, me and him were best buds. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, it's all time and place. How old were you when you watched this movie? And that's why you love it. That's true. Yeah, that's right. Maybe, and maybe, and maybe I, it was his first Fulci. 
and that's why yeah, he's so in love with it. You know, it's, yeah, it looks it looks gorgeous. But don't don't torture ducking. I wonder where you would fall on this because um, I'm going to tell you straight up: this is a movie about uh, uh, the murder of kids. I'm gonna, that's okay. straight up what like the whole point of the movie is. Who is there? There may or may not be someone that is killing a small group of kids in this uh, this little village in Italy. And there you go. And so everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. And it is it's so well done. And so like right when you're like you're needing another bone thrown at you, like oh okay, gotcha. Oh, that's the direction this is going. And then oh nope, this way. Nope, nah, this way. And then it wraps up, and you're like, yes, that was '70s classic Italian cinema right there. I love this movie. I love it. Uh, and I, I'm very curious as to which where you would fall with all three of those. Uh, Fulci Jollos. I'd like to watch him. Um, and yeah. I don't, again, I don't have a problem with Kids in Peril as long as it's not cheap. It, it, no, this is not it cheap. It irritates at all. the crap out of me when it's, like, cheap. You know, do, does that make sense? Where it's, oh, it does. Oh, it totally makes sense. Now we're, just, this throwing, is not we're cheap. just throwing a kid in there because we have no other way to shock you. That's where no, I'm like, this oh. is This is the, the I, and here's where I can't say much. I, let's just say that it's done. In a way that you understand why ah, it's, it's hard. Right. I don't want to spoil don't, anything. Don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I do want you to watch all three of these movies at some point. And after I watch it, we'll and do a spoiler episode where we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. So anyway, okay. but uh, all three, all three do get a thumbs up. But um, don't torture, don't torture duckling is the uh, is a, a lost class whacked out title. Really, it is. I, I know it's so bizarro, and the movie itself is bizarro. And by the way, I, I believe that some of the music from the psychic, I believe, is in Tarantino's Kill Bill, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. So well, I'll definitely be able to pick it out if it is. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll do a couple of real quick throwaways here. Peaky Blinders season three. This continues to be one of the what? Well, okay. I shouldn't say one of the best Netflix-produced shows, because season three was the first one, as far as I know, that Netflix produced. Originally, it was on some British channel or whatever uh, for the first two seasons. But then they got canceled, and Netflix picked them up, and season three is amazing. Once again, it's it's tough to understand, because the dialects are so kind of extreme. Um, but I can tell enough to get along. And then, when you think the acting can't get any better than here comes Tom Hardy swooping in for a couple of episodes as this Hasidic nice. Jewish guy who's awful. Shalom. He's, just, he's oh. such a freaking <laughs> badass. It, it is amazing. Uh, great show. Can't wait to watch more. Continues to be excellent. Uh, Life from 2015. I reviewed on the Facebook page. This is uh, starring Dane Dehan and, uh, and um, Twilight Boy. Oh yes, good review. Yeah, that was that was a good, that was interesting. Good movie, and I keep it in the queue. You should check it out sometime, maybe with the wife. It's it's a good, it's a solid film. I just don't have a lot of background in uh, Rebel Without a Cause. What's his name? Uh, James Dean. James Dean. Yeah, yeah. I only made like three films, and when I'm, I haven't got my classic cinema itch in a while, and he's usually not on deck when I do. But I am James. Gonna, so three movies. He made three movies. As far as I know, he only made three movies. And he's that well, like a yeah beloved. Yeah. Wow. What are you gonna do? All that right. was you know this was the first kind of actor who did that live fast die young thing. 
at least from wow. my kind of perspective of the pantheon of cinema. Maybe I'm totally way off, uh, but <laughs> that's, you know, okay. at the beginning of uh, paparazzi and, you know, all that kind of bullshit. You know, yeah. it, it changes things. Maybe there's some silent cinema star who... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> was absolutely crazy and drove off a cliff in his horseless carriage. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I start to get lost with all the the classic actors. And, yeah, I do too. I, I and it's just the age. And there's nothing wrong with that. People like to shit all over every anybody that says anything negative about a classic cinema movie. You don't understand what this meant at the time. It's like you know what? That was fifty years before I was born. Relax, yeah. relax a little bit, okay? Yeah. Besides, I'm a little busy watching Fast and the Furious seventeen. I'm just kidding. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to watch James Dean, uh, James Dean's uh, films because those are in, in they were important, and he seems like it was a fantastic actor. Um, once again, I, I, I said all this on the Facebook page. Go read it there. Dan Dan yeah. Dean is one of my favorite current working actors. That dude is amazing. Um, okay, to the real review. Since I've been on a freaking kick. William Friedkin, that is, uh, after that long interview with him with Mark Maron. And he mentioned a movie that he directed once again, another movie where I'm like, I watched that and I was kind of meh on it. And now hearing that, oh, I didn't know William Friedkin directed that. Oh, it's on Netflix. I should give that another chance. Well, I'm coming back with a very positive review. This movie kicked ass. And that is The Hunted, starring Benicio Del, Del Toro. and. Um, Two Face. <laughs> what? I, ca- um, I can't bring up names tonight. I got nothing. My, my oh, Tom, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. You know that's how I, I remember everybody by their comic book turn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Aaron Eckhart yeah, or what? Or... Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, other than uh, Tommy Lee Jones being a little too pudgy for believability uh, of being such a badass. This was a very solid film. Once again, doing Friedkin's thing, where he brings his uh, very 1970s mentality behind the camera of the framing and the pacing, and it's a good freaking movie. It really is. I liked it oh, way yeah. better than the first time I watched it. It's just, there's something about knowing that Friedkin directed it that suddenly I'm like, I want to like it already better and more. I, I, I just see the prism the guy is coming from. I see yeah, what he's I looking for. I for that guy all the time. It's a rock-solid movie. Again, well, again, because I haven't said it yet, so let me repeat it. Uh, <laughs> damn it! What a day! Oh, I'm so tired. Uh, the uh, when you when we get to the third act and we're getting in closer to the final showdown and and uh, our arc plot closure and all that, it, it gets a little bit muddled as far as they're getting to onto the final battle. I'm like, wait, wait, again. Why are we? Why is he the bad guy again? And it's kind of wishy-washy of like, because we got to save him from the assassins, so we have to kill him, kind of? Like, huh? Um, I remember knives, like a oh, really good knife fight. Absolutely right? brutal knife fight. It's gory. Awesome. It's freaking gory. But the actual plot reasoning of why they're doing what they're doing, it was like we skipped a couple of steps in the transition from second to third act. Yeah. Or maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention. I thought I was. I was really into it, so I, I thought I could follow it. But at any rate, I didn't care. I, I get it. it yeah. He's a, a badass seal assassin guy that's off the reservation. We got to be stuck. He's got to be stopped. He's yeah. telling too many tales. 
anyway, um, good stuff all around. I'm still becoming more and more of a freaking fan. Is there any uh, freaking movies that you have not seen or that you flat out dislike? Like you've watched Killer Joe, right? I haven't. Oh, okay, I'm I'm still working my way through a lot of his stuff. But while you're doing your next review, I will look up his uh, list of films and I'll report back. Uh, so okay. over to you. Okay, next up. Hey, guess what? We're doing more seventies. <laughs> Yeah, that's either wah, wah, or yay for people. Well, it depends um, if they're uh, horror fans or if they're like, oh, good, it's time for my drama bonnet movie. Yeah. <laughs> take me take me there, Eugene. Uh, actually, this one here is, uh, is, I don't know of one single person, including my wife, that does not like this movie. Westworld from 19... 19- Seventy old Brenner, three, Mister Clean. Yes, <laughs> this movie is directed by Michael Crichton. I rewatched this on Blu-ray, and then I rewatched the sequel, Future World. And um, th- this movie is to me, it's timeless, especially Westworld. Future World, unfortunately, is a bit more dated, but Westworld, once we hit that last thirty minutes, is pure suspense action gold. Uh, with the the clicking of uh, Yul Brynner's boots, like that, it just is iconic to me as they're walking through the, they're walking through these tunnels underground, and basically the whole movie is to me Jurassic Park. Uh, uh, is the world coming to an end? Yo, yeah, here, here, here the the alien. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're resurging. Oh, it's... <laughs> they're spraying for bugs. Oh, I heard them early this evening, and I was like, of course, I'm recording tonight, so of course they're going to yeah. be coming around my block right in the middle of recording. Huh. Oh, that could tie into another review of mine, Attack the Block. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, go ahead. Uh, carry on with... Okay. Since since we're all interrupted anyway, uh, Westworld. I did like Westworld. I only saw it once. I didn't know Crichton directed it. I know he wrote yeah. it. Um, and he wrote I it did, and directed I did that not movie. Know there was a sequel. Yeah, Future World, which you should. I you, will seriously. I've got them both on Blu-ray. You should watch them fairly close back to back because Future World is a very worthy sequel. It's almost like Jaws and Jaws Two, where Westworld to me is a. A close to being perfect classic. I love Westworld. And then Future World comes in, and it's really good, and they you can tell they're really trying to do something different, but keeping that spirit of Westworld alive, and it's just not quite there, but it's still, it's like, is, ah, A for effort, guys. <laughs> More like a C plus for effort, I think. C plus, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, Yul, so, is Yul Brenner in it? He is a little bit. Which is weird because you can tell they put him in the movie because he was the reason that the first one was so good mm-hmm. and the reason that it was so iconic. But it, it's they totally it's it's totally different than the original Westworld. Which Westworld to me is like Jurassic Park. It it literally is the storyline to Westworld is so similar to Jurassic Park. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and rewatching it. You'll see it's a theme park filled with things that are great, but probably shouldn't exist that go batshit crazy and start to kill people. 
that's Jurassic Park, and that's Westworld. Um, again, I that last thirty minutes of Westworld is so good and so tense. Uh, when my wife really gets into an early seventies movie, uh, dear listener, you know it's 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 quality cinema because she's like, "Oh, you're watching Westworld. I should probably sit down and watch this with you, huh?" <laughs> so anyway, great movie. Future World. Uh, actually, let me pull up Future World here real quick on my computer. Uh, it of course did not do near as well as the original. That's I'm pretty surprised that I didn't know that there was a sequel to this. I mean, I'm being the sci-fi dork that I am. Yeah, and again, it's still a good movie. And I mean, Peter Fonda is the main star, and basically, it's uh, this reporter. These two reporters go to the newly revamped Future World. Which is a new and improved version of Westworld and th- that whole, the, the whole complex of the first movie. Because things went bad, they fixed things. <laughs> and now, hey, we want to have people come in and see how well things work now and how things are going to go off without a hitch. Well, of, of course, things don't, you know, things don't always work that way in the science fiction thrillers. That and wouldn't be a movie otherwise. Yeah. But it's a very different movie. It's not as much of an action movie. It's more of a detective movie, I guess. Getting to the bottom of, you know, the big bad corporate people, I guess. Um, <laughs> that sounds like something with dinosaurs that I recall. Yeah. It's, seriously, it's it's funny how much these movies are like the Jurassic Park movies. So this one here was not directed by Michael Crichton. And I will say that the sequel... It feels like a like as much as uh, Westworld feels like a really cool big old school seventies theatrical movie. This feels like a really really good Future World feels like a very very good TV movie of the week. And I hate to say that because that just drops it down five notches. But when the credits rolled, I'm like, that was a really good TV movie. Oh, that's rough. What year did that come out? 76. Oof. Yeah. Oof. So, anyway. I still liked it, though. It's and, and There's no way that you are not going to like these movies. Oh, I'm sure I will. Especially, yeah. You've seen Future World, but... Or, I mean, you've seen Westworld, but Future World as well. I think you're going to like that movie. I seem to recall that most of Westworld was pretty boring until the third act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was slow-paced, but boy, when it kicks in. And James Brolin's cool. It's, it, the whole scenario, you're like... This is Jurassic Park. Things are going good. Just wait for it. Just wait for it. There's a couple of little, like, wait, this isn't going quite right. Should we do something about this, or should we keep going? Let's keep going. (laughs) Right. And then the shit hits the fan, and then it's just 70s gold. You know, that was another thing I wanted to mention with my uh, canal review. Uh, There were so many points in that movie where it was like, hmm, leave. Yeah. Like, the, for the main character's thought process. That's why he was completely unsympathetic. Where you're like, oh, you think the canal is haunted right by your house, where your wife might have been, was murdered, drowned, died, whatever, and you're kind of a suspect. Leave? No. No, yeah. let's hang out and investigate. Yeah, oh yeah. At, Lots of investigating. At that point, it becomes, screw you, I don't care. I, die. Yeah. Go die. <laughs> And, but, uh, but, like, where a film like Amityville Horror can juggle that to where it's like, okay, I kind of believe that you'd hang out a bit, um, because they're not, like, does that make sense? Where they're, like, they're not yeah. super actively investigating the thing, but, 
yeah, anyway, this guy in the canal, it was like, oh, that, that was all he was doing was, I'm investigating, let's find these demons and ghouls that I believe are happening. And it's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just go, man, just go. Yeah. That sets up perfectly my next review after you're done. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's it for the West and Future Worlds? Yes, but I do want you to watch those at some point and give I will. give your feedback on those. Uh, my list from you is growing this week. I've got I know. Whiplash, yeah. uh, three, uh, World. Okay, um, Justice League, Crisis on Infinite Earths, the kind of shit that I watch when I gotta cleanse my brain from all the shit that Eugene makes me watch. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I, a little bit of a rabbit trail here uh, for you cord cutters and Roku users. Uh, there is a Roku app channel, whatever you want to call it, that you can add called the CW Seed, and that basically is the app for the CW channel, which is the home of the Flash and the Arrow, and um, eh, Friends of Tomorrow, or whatever the hell that show is called. I haven't got a chance to watch yet, because it's not on there. Um, and other, it's basically being called the DC of TV. <laughs> um, okay. But anyway, uh, Constantine... Damn, I, I hate saying that. Um, they, let's see, Supergirl was on CBS. They bought the rights. They canceled it. They bought the rights to it. So now Supergirl is going to be over there on CW as well. Constantine got canceled. I hate saying Constantine. <laughs> it got canceled um, after one season. They bought the rights to the character. So he is kind of popping up in the Arrow and Flash, I guess, in upcoming seasons. Uh, so CW is basically becoming the DC anime or uh, live action universe television channel which is fantastic but they actually have yeah. a broke channel now uh th also this week they did a deal with Netflix so for for a, a several year deal as i understand it um so that all of the seasons of their shows will not only be only Netflix exclusive they will be coming faster instead of having to wait so long which is fantastic news yep uh they also have a couple of DC animated movies. Uh, Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths was one that I've reviewed before, I've watched before, but I kind of was like, yeah, on it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go watch it again, because here I have it for free, and, uh, you know, I don't have it on my voodoo. Let's rewatch that bad boy. And I'm still kind of eh on it. It's, excuse me, it's a good movie. I like it. It's just not up to the other DC animated movies that I've seen. And that's kind of a crappy criticism. Like, I shouldn't be using that as a negative. It's just that yeah. they're so constantly good with their DC animated shit that this is kind of like, eh, I just don't quite care as much. It's a rock-solid film all around. I just want it, When they start bringing in variations from Earth Planet 759, I, I don't care. I'm out. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, a, that, it's the it's, same thing with the, with the comic books. When they started in the comic books, I'm like, eh, I don't care about Earth 2 and Earth 751. I, don't be weird. Quit, quit with that. But, uh, as, but aren't they playing that like that's going to play into the next uh, Justice League, right? Possibly, but I don't think as majorly as uh, the animated films are or the books. Okay, um, it's possible. I'm still thinking about putting together that solo movie for each episode where I talk about Batman v Superman's Flash appearance, uh, DC Rebirth, and all this the stuff that I think might be coalescing into some gigantic, huge, crazy thing that they're doing if they have the balls to do it. I don't know if I'm going to actually do that, but we'll see. 
Um, anyway, Christ on Infinite Earth, uh, I give it kudos for them doing this story animated, because there's a lot of people that like the uh, Crisis storyline. I'm not one of them, but that's, you know, it's a huge DC event, and that's cool. It, you know, at least they've got their version of it. There are a lot of other DC events that I look forward to being brought to the screen, which uh, sometimes the only way you can do it is animated. And that's where BVS got a little carried away, where it's like you're trying to kick off so much in one movie. Maybe you should have yeah. set up a little bit I don't know. Animation is so much more freeing. You can just kind of do whatever the hell you want. So I, I, I hope that they continue to bring more of these classic stories to animated life. Um, this one just kind of, nah, I, I, I give it a thumbs up, but it's, it's not a huge thumbs up. Certainly not recommending to you. But Justice oh, League yeah. Doom is on there, on this CW channel. So that one you should check out. That's a okay. damn good movie. I reviewed that a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Uh, but I just love that now I can get these CW shows. I watched the first episode of Constant Constantine, because that's what they call him, Constantine. His name is fucking Constantine, you <laughs> assholes. But in uh, the movie and the TV show, he's Constantine. Um, and it was fantastic. You would love it, but I'm not going to push on you because it's TV and you hate everything I recommend these days. So go ahead. Uh, back no, to I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it was seriously it was you like the movie i mean the the first episode it was hardcore demons angels spirits and the, the, the witchcrafty shit it was nice it was awesome are you planning on watching uh preacher oh as soon as humanly possible but me too that's another one where uh, i'm gonna have to wait till it's Hopefully, I mean, AMC has a deal with Netflix, at least for Walking Dead, so hopefully uh, they can make a deal for Preacher. And I, I yeah. can't imagine they won't because of the way The Walking Dead, which is another comic book series, uh, does so well for them. Uh, pass that bad boy right along, but I hear they're taking enough deviation from the books that, I man, I really want to read those books, because I hear it's just like a ten-part series of graphic novels. Um yeah. And I hear it's, like, so hardcore, there's no way that you could even do it, like, on HBO. Me too, yeah. So I'm curious how this is translating over into AMC, which is not even HBO. From what I've heard from uh, sources I sort of trust, they're like, you know what? They're kind of doing okay. They're they're doing it okay. And oh, like, good. That's good. I, I have no basis in the character of the book, so uh, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, back oh. to you. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... Do you like incest and demon possession and violent murder? If you do... Greasy Strangler Part 2. Or- I was going to say, The Muppets Most Wanted. Uh, uh, no, wow! No. Uh, that is a different <laughs> movie than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> now, Amityville Part 2, The Possession. Uh, I actually, because you brought up Amityville, I'm like, oh, I'm going to chime there in were, on Amityville Wait, there was incest bit. in that movie? Oh, Yes. Oh, very much so. Mm, I haven't watched it oh. uh, since the VHS days in my parents' basement, so. Oh, yes. It's very uncomfortable and wrong on pretty much every level. Most incest it's, scenes are. Yeah, it's it's it was awkward, and I'm like, yeah, this is gross, <laughs> and it's like, possessed older brother. Uh, I remember all yuck. that. I remember that and the killing. I don't remember the incest part. Yeah, but um, I gotta say, Amityville 2, The Possession, is a better movie than the first one even was really to me. 
I think so. Uh, it's so unbelievably mean spirited. It's it's so incredibly wrong and mean spirited. You're like, how did this movie get made? Because everything about it feels just off. Like this shouldn't be a movie. Like a big budget movie that got released from a from a very successful original. Uh, everything I said is in that movie, and you're like, what in the hell am I watching here? And but it's good. It's a well made, and it's scary and creepy, and it's that's a solid movie. Uh, but supposedly, supposedly, this is the like this take the, the events of this movie take place before the Lutzes move into the Amityville house from the original Amityville Horror. Well, it, as and, I recall, it, it bleeds into it. it's kind of a prequel sequel. Like one of those things where they're telling the backstory of why that house is so messed up, and then it yes, which is a Indian burial, whatever, and then uh, this crazy kid murders his family in this house, which that's this movie, and then the spirits of all of those things, whatever, are still in the house when the Watsons move in from Andy the Horror. But um, this was actually uh, this was directed by a guy named uh, Damiano Damiani. <laughs> <laughs> and um that's yeah, like saying so, this was directed by satan's son satan's son <laughs> yes yeah i i, I think exactly <laughs> um uh, let's see here i think that this that he also direct oh come on i'm pulling i think that he directed after he fired james cameron i think that this is the same director that made up uh, that took over the Home of Piranha 2. Uh, <laughs> cut this out. Nope, as I'm not gonna. Um, twiddling my thumbs. And, right. Oh, of course. I type in, I type it on IMDb. I type in Piranha 2 and it doesn't show up. Yeah, it's nothing. Like, no, never, no, no, no. Never no, heard of that movie. No, I know. I, I no, went there and typed in creep. Nothing. There is no creep yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, here, okay, here we go. Okay, I was wrong. Oh, Ovidio G. Asonidas is, is, I'm sorry. So forgive me, dear Wait, listener, what? for. What Ovidio, what? Ovidio G. Asonidas. What is that? That sounds uh, like a medical the, prescription that, for. It, it is, yeah. Uh, that James Cameron had to take after being fired from Piranha 2 to spawn. They're like, my ass hurts. <laughs> Here, take some Ovidio Onidas. Yes. <laughs> Smear it and good Gentle go. Lube. Um, right, right. So. So Damien Satan, yes, Ovidio, whatever, uh-huh. directed Antichrist uh, Superstar. Uh, yes. <laughs> See, it's that time where the wheels just fall right. That's all right. Off. That's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's gross and it's icky and slimy and. I I do uh, remember back when I bought uh, Amityville. I believe it came in a two pack uh, VHS Amityville one and two. And I do seem to recall you telling me you like Amityville 2 better. And I, after watching the first one, mm-hmm. I was like, for real? And then I watched the second one and was like, okay, I get where you're coming from. I don't... I think... Shit. I think the first one is a better made all-around film. But it I is. do yep. think the second one is kind of scarier. But I haven't watched them in so many years. Dude, that, that sequel is... And it, 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 of course, helps because it was made in the early 80s, so it has a a certain look and feel to it. But the subject matter itself is so rotten and evil mm-hmm. that that it, 
the whole movie is just like, oh, especially because they're dealing with, I'm sorry, but they're dealing with insects in the movie. Again, I don't remember that. Where, where, oh, it's was just, it, it's the awful. killer boy was in with yes. the... Yeah, he just, he's possessed and he just starts just messing with the whole family and that includes his sister and... It, I just, I, I, weren't his, uh, brothers and sisters like really young though? I, I don't, man, I don't remember the incest part. Yeah, I, I, again, I'm going by supposedly, quote unquote, this is based on real yeah, stuff. Yeah, I remember there. that. I remember. Um, so, I, it's just awkward. Really well, incest awkward always and, is. Yes, and, and especially because they go from that to yeah, outright murder. This is such a crazy movie. The whole movie is just nuts. Game of Amity. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but you should check it out again. I no, that, I, look, I, I, one and two, I thought were both fantastic. I really like both of them. I, I'll give them a very similar score for very different reasons. You know, I, I still feel like the first yeah. one's all, all around a better film. But yeah, that's like one man. That was yeah, I, it's been a long time, but I remember it being very creepy. Yeah. Next, I, I'm done. So oh, I'm oh out. you're done. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm oh, out of things. Uh, I, I touched on everything. You know, I'm, I'm, and you can cut this out yeah. if you want. But Alien Resurrection, should we hit? I on definitely want to hit on that since we kicked off. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before before we jump into that, hold on. Um, we're always looking for new podcasts, and I'm trying not to, you know, pimp every freaking podcast that I listen to. But uh, Faculty of Horror is a new one that I jumped on, and this is two women who are so intelligent that it blows my mind. Uh, I just Agreed. Their, uh, I, I just joined, and I just uh, grabbed their most recent ones, and it was a breakdown of uh, the Alien series. The first uh, episode I listened to was Alien 1 2, the second one was 3 and 4, and sequels AVP series and Prometheus. They're so smart, it makes... I should just bash my head into a wall. <laughs> I adore the analysis that these, these girls have laid down. It's fantastic. It's genius. It's brilliant. Um, but that's what made me kick it over to you. It was like, hey, always looking for new horror pods. You should check this one out because they're doing um, amazing work over here. I know it's probably only once a month, but that's... You know, when you're doing pumping out this kind of quality, you need... Uh, to listen to this shit. So, Faculty Agreed. of Horror, go listen to their breakdown of the Alien series. Uh, go ahead. Your thoughts on Alien Resurrection. Did you get through with those pods before you watched that? or I did not. No. I watched Alien Resurrection and then I, I listened to their first uh, episode about uh, Alien and Aliens. And I'm actually really excited to hear what their thoughts are on Alien 3 and 4. I will say I disagree with them on Prometheus. I thought Prometheus Prometheus was right up there with the best of the best. I love that movie. But that movie seems to get either it's one of the best of the Alien franchise or eh. So, whatever. We're not going to talk about it. It's one of those things, dude. You're not going to agree with everybody all the time. Yeah. And that's okay. There there are things that they have said where I'm like, "Mm, I kind of disagree with that. But you have a point. Okay, whatever. And I move on. It's like, eh. Because they're not dicks about it. Yeah, they're not. It, it, it's so easy to uh, swallow criticism I disagree with when the, you're not an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trust me, I've listened to enough podcasts uh, where it's like, oh, you're being a, a pretentious prick. 
I hate this movie because it's not the movie that I expected that I wanted to see the movie of. It's yes. just this other movie, and it's like, yeah. oh, go kill yourself. Yes. <laughs> these these ladies are on point. I, I'm very impressed. And I, I haven't heard what they had to say about Resurrection, but upon rewatching for the umpteenth time, and this, you, know, you and I have a history with this movie, we were watching a theater together way back in the day. It's still a great movie. It is the least of the four original Alien movies, but it's still a good movie. It I still agree. holds up good. I, yeah, some of the CGI is a bit dated now. Oh, but wait a minute. Did you watch a Director's Cut or Theatrical? I watched Director's Cut, which the beginning is very dated. Like that. I I hate the beginning of the Director's Cut. Yeah, that does not look... Yeah, I like the end where they land on Earth. That's, that's cool, but the beginning, I'm like, that feels very, like, PS1 video game-ish. You will love the girls' breakdown of this. Oh, really? Yes, you will. Uh, it made me think about it completely different. Which they did the same with, especially Aliens. It was cool listening to them talk about Aliens and the time that that movie was made in the 80s and how that tied in with war and everything. But uh, Resurrection, I, I, it, it's kind of a cross between the first Alien and then Aliens. They, like, mashed them together and... Through like sprinkled some French in there, and boom, there you go, Alien Resurrection. And <sighs> wait to wait to hear them break it down. Way more intelligent than you'll ever hear on one of these shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they break it down with what the the French influence meant. As it's it's just genius. Cool. Uh, even even when they start off the episode by saying like I hate this movie. Now let me tell you why, and then they proceed to tell you all the reasons they love the movie. Or all the things that it did positive. You know no. what I mean? Like, they yeah. break it down, like, here's all the positive things, and then here's why it kind of didn't work for me. It's it's fantastic. And, and they really do start off the Resurrection review that way. Like, here's the best thing that I took away from their entire breakdown of the Alien series. It's that there are two trilogies here, and they're absolutely 100% right on this, and this is the way that I'm going to think of it from now on. There is... The original trilogy, one, two, and three. That is the original human Ellen Ripley yeah. feminist trilogy. And it that is it. Remove it from everything else. And then there is a trilogy of side things that happened elsewhere. Where one dealt with a clone of Ellen Ripley, and one was dealt with Predators and a prequel. And one was like, we finally got these aliens on Earth. And they're, mm. they're all entertaining. They're just, the, the other three, they're, they're not as good as the original three, but that's okay. They don't have to be. They're, they're totally awesome. Yeah, they're, they're all awesome in their own little right. That original three, though, that, that is a perfect, uh, arc for Ellen Ripley. Yeah, and it is. And I'm, I am a huge defender of Alien 3. Huge and defender. As much as they, uh, spoke about hating it. I, I don't want to ruin it for you, but they watched the uh, assembly cut, yeah, and they differentiate between the two. And just wait till you hear what they have to say about it, because they were like, even while they're like dog in the movie, they'll be like, it did this amazing, like mind blowing amazing. Anyway, huh? Okay, I don't want to give it away. But. Yeah. So, what, what did you think of Resurrection? I, mean, I know you probably you may have not seen it in a little while, but did you like the movie? I 
You know, I originally did. I, I originally said uh, yeah, that was the movie that brought us back together. I oh, yeah, it was. was a huge departure. It was like, yeah. hey, there's another Alien movie. Let's go watch it. We watched it. We both kind of had the same review. It was like, well, two and four are the best. Those are the best. And then after more rewatch, 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 it's like, yeah. <laughs> and then seeing the director's, this is my original vision, kind of. And you're like, Wow, that was kind of even worse. Um, <laughs> I, they again, they will dive into things uh, that I didn't even know about resurrection. Where I'm okay. like, I kind of wish you would have kept that in because that might have made that end alien thing a little better, even if it was uh, more grotesque. Yeah, I do feel like the biggest fault of that movie, blatantly right up front, is the creature design. That thing just looks fucking dumb it, yeah. with its little nose twitchy thing backwards like it just looks dumb and I feel like you could have done that just a, a few little tweaks here and there and it's just it would have been better uh, but again wait till you hear the feminist girls break it down because when the things that they say I'm like wow suddenly it all makes sense why that character looked the way it did uh, and why it got sucked out a hole into space and they, <laughs> yeah Trust me, the stuff they say finally makes it make sense. Hmm. It doesn't make it good, but yeah. it makes it make sense. I would yeah. say that that is the least. But that's okay, because that is part of the second trilogy. Yeah. The first trilogy ended with Ripley when she died. Yeah, and and I, I like them all. I like every single Alien movie. Alien AVP, AVPR, uh, Prometheus especially. I They're all good to me. I, I could watch any of them at any time and have a big shooting grin on my face. <laughs> I completely agree. And the Prometheus thing, it, it seems I, I agree with what you said. It seems like everybody is of one of two minds. You love it or you hate it and there's not much in between. And to be honest, after watching it now three, four, five times, love little strong, really like, that's where I'm at. Okay. I'm definitely not in the middling it's way better than Resurrection. Oh, but yes. When you enter into the mindset of, think of Resurrection as just this, like, anomaly thing. The same way that you think of AVP and maybe PR. It's, yeah. it's this other story. It's a side story. It's not alien core. Then it's okay. And you know what? Now I want to watch Resurrection again. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was fun. I had a... I, had a big smile on my face the whole way through. Had some good special effects and good character beats, and it was weird and very French, and it <laughs> did what it was supposed to do. Yeah, and I'm like, yep, and Brad Dorf's in it, so yay! <laughs> Anything else you want to add for this episode? I'll turn no. it up. No, okay. I'm, I'm good. Uh, for the record, Ripley made that shot, just so you know. In no, did she really? Yes, she did. The backwards her- basketball? Oh, that yep. was awesome. Absolutely made it. Took uh, quite a few takes, but she made it. And that's badass. Okay. Yes, it is. Uh, let's wrap up this episode. Uh, as always, Movie Freaks Pod is your keyword at yahoo.com for mail on facebook.com. Uh, visit our page and at Movie Freaks Pod on the Twitter. And please visit our friends Cinema Soft Underbelly and Cinema Sidekicks, both on iTunes. Uh, we are on Feedburner, Stitcher, Deezer. We're all over the place. Uh, please give us a ranking on iTunes because apparently you have to have so many rankings before 
they recognize you, I guess. We're not recognized yet, so I can't see any of your comments on there. Give it. I don't care if it's five or one. I don't care if it's pro or negative. I would just like a little feedback. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Send us an email. I, w- I will take the criticism. I-, I never get any criticism. Everybody just says everything I do is awesome, amazing, no. great. Or, I'm sure hey, the- if you like the show, give us a thumbs up, maybe too. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> or not. <laughs> okay, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. I'm Eric Marner. I'm Julie. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.